Hello and welcome fellow film buffs. I'm Zach Droll, and I'm joined by my co-host and fellow cinephile, Hunter Vanillerup. What is up, man? I love you! <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Stop. We are the box office losers. Each and every week we deep dive into the movie sphere to watch and review any and all films to ever grace the silver screen or your TV screen. This week we are talking about parentheses... 500 Days of Summer. Yeah, man. We're doing two cheeky love movies this month because um, our air dates for our episodes show up on Fridays and Valentine's Day is until Sunday. So I figured why not do a double dose and also next week cover another view askew. That's a little tease to it. But yeah, so 500 Days of Summer. I've never seen this movie. I figured it would be fun to cover because I like genuine reactions and we love Joey. We love Do- Zoe Deschanel on this channel. So. Yes, we do. <laughs> And, of course, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, don't get me wrong. Oof. That man's jawline for days. <laughs> and also, you, you guys are lucky. It's not a double feature, so it's not a Thursday and Friday stuff. Yeah, no, I'm lucky. Up two weeks. I don't have to edit. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, we could do one Friday and then Sunday, but I'd rather just no. do the two weeks and then keep going. No. <laughs> the, the, the one holiday out of, out of our entire lineup that doesn't have a back-to-back. Thank I mean, God. out of our entire lineup, it's been like two. <laughs> we did well, October, we did Halloween, still, and we did Christmas because they make sense. It's still a long list. If it wasn't for the for, for the holidays ending up on Fridays, we'd be like trapped in, I think like twenty fake six right now or twenty five, something like that. But yeah, guys, uh, we're talking about Five Hundred Days of Summer. I um I, I like this movie. First time seeing it, um. My notes, I will say as a disclaimer beforehand, uh, yes, I, I did more of a deep dive into this film after watching it. I do understand that both parties are in the wrong, but one, in my opinion, is more so in the wrong than others. <laughs> I have the same feelings, but I also feel like, I don't know, man, just don't be stupid. Con- talk to your significant other. You know what I mean? Like... Uh, we'll, we'll get into it once we get deep down in there. So, uh, do you want to, uh, I'll hit you guys up with the overview. 500 Days of Summer is a 2009 American romantic comedy drama film uh, by first-time director Mark Webb from a screenplay written by Scott Neustader and Michael H. Weber with producing, uh, with production credit from Mark Ray, uh, Waters. The film stars Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Zoe Deschanel and employs a non-linear narrative structure with the story based upon a male protagonist and his memories of a failed relationship over the course of 500 days. And w- originally, before I knew the main <laughs> female protagonist's name was Summer, in my brain I was like, there's not 500 days in Summer. What kind of weird reality is this? Nah, man, it's her name. It's it's the Phineas <laughs> and Ferb reality. Yeah, man, 104 days. Okay, man. <laughs> Let's have 120 episodes. Call that Summer. <laughs> Um, yeah, so this movie uh, stars Jorson Gordon Lovett as Tom Hansen, a trained architect who, work as, who works as a writer at a grading card company, Zoe Deschanel, as Summer, the assistant to Tom's boss, otherwise known as Coulson. Yeah, dude, Phil Coulson, he shows up. I thought he was going to be uh, more of a dick, but he's actually not that bad. Oh, yeah, no, he's, he, he's a nice guy. Uh, Jeffrey Arnd, um, as of Mackenzie, other one was, I gave you guys... It, He's the guy from Super Troopers who goes, the snozberries taste like snozberries. Oh, really? Yep. I didn't know that. That's cool. Um, Chloe 
Chloe Grace Moretz. Um, Hell yeah, as, dude. She's the best. <laughs> as Rachel Hansen. Uh, Don't Tom, be a Jones pussy, sister. Tom. <laughs> uh, otherwise, also as Hit Girl. I, I'm... I, I'm I, I'm I'm saying certain characters to help our fans who don't really watch girly movies and who don't really remember certain actresses and actors. Oh, dude, AKA Hunter's teen crush. When I when I was a fucking when I was in high school, I was like, hell yeah, dude. She's also my age, so it's not like weird. So shut up. Um, Matthew <laughs> Gray uh, Gubber as Paul, otherwise as the guy from Criminal Minds. Yes, yeah, I recognized him. And then Clark Gregg as Vance, Tom's boss, Liz Coulson. Yeah, your boy Phil. <laughs> I um, I said I as there's a lot more people. Like there's the woman who voices the English dub of Naruto. Dude, I have her in my notes like four times. I'm like, yo, it's Naruto. <laughs> I, I I was gonna list her down, but like she, she was like up. she was all the way at the end of the casting list. Yeah, but well, I she, said, does, like, she has one speaking part in the entire film, and she's in three scenes. There's also the guy who plays Ernie from George Lopez. Yeah, in he's in one well. scene. <laughs> no, he, he's in cute. like two. Oh, I only saw him in one, but I'll take your word. But um, yeah, like I, I the the, the casting list is nice with this. Well, the cast is um, solid, honestly. I I remember when I think when this film was coming out, and you have like the like, it was like the YouTube videos with Joseph Gordon with Joseph Gordon Levitt and Zoe Dish now just popping up out of nowhere. I, I think I remember that for some reason. <laughs> I mean, of course, they go on interviews and stuff, and they're like a cute couple for a bit, and I like, dude, in one of my notes, I'm like, we're just going to be simping over Zoe Deschanel the whole episode. <laughs> well, of course, because, like, Zoe she's, Deschanel She's really is, good looking. It's, like, unfair. <laughs> she, she is the girl next door. No, dude, she's, like, the girl next door times two. Like, there's girl next door look, and then there's, like, damn, what happened? <laughs> like... <laughs> Yeah. Oh man, she's she's adorable, but she's phenomenal. Uh, dude, New Girl, New Girl's the best. Go watch New I Girl. Still, I still, I still have to watch it. It's all on Netflix, and it's I think it's on Netflix still, and it's over, so you can actually watch it all, and you know, not have to be wait for more. And oh That's man, good. her her and um uh, Jake Johnson, phenomenal together. Hmm. Uh, do you want to read off the 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 the, the amazing like? Budget and box office. Oh yeah, surprisingly for this kind of uh, film, so we got uh, the budget of seven point five million with a box office gross of sixty point seven million dollars. That is almost ten times the budget. I know with marketing it's always double, but still, that's like almost ten times the budget for a rom com, starring mostly unknown actors. Like they weren't the that big too. back in the time. You know, like Joseph Gordon-Levitt like was getting big in two thousand nine, and Zoe Deschanel was like. Kind of big, but also not. She was kind of, like, getting off the high of Elf and stuff like that. But, like, so, she, she, she wasn't huge until uh, New Girl, really, in my opinion. I I think, like, I, with the budget, like, I'm going to go to... I'm going to relate back to, um... Uh... I think it was Wikipedia or IMDb. It, it opened to, like, um, like, a couple hundred thousand dollars. Oof. I mean, that happens with this kind of stuff. And then once you figure out, like, oh, man, this is awesome, you tell your friends, and then you go watch it. <laughs> How many oh, people were honestly hyped for this movie? You know what okay. I mean? You see two relatively unknowns, and you're like, oh, man, this is going to be the tits. Nah, you, it, you it was on. Um, <laughs> it was on IMDb. So the, the, the estimated budget was 7.5. Opening weekend in, in the United States was um, 834000 uh, a gross in the grossing overall in the United States thirty two million 
still made its money back, but then a worldwide gross of sixty million. Nice. So, it it it, it crushed it. Yeah, I mean that's a lot of word of mouth though. Like who pre-orders tickets? Like I understand pre-ordering tickets to like Marvel movies, like pre-sales on comic book stuff, and summer blockbusters like What Dune would have been and Godzilla, mm. but. Who like pre-sales for this movie must have been like, yo, Island 16's got fifteen dollars worth of pre worth of pre-sales on this movie back in two thousand whatever. Like, you know, well, it's I, just it's weird to see. I I think a lot of guys who probably got dragged to this movie were expecting not so good of a film. But well, like, dude, the writing is really good. The cinematography is fantastic. The non-linear storytelling does get a little bit annoying at times but overall it's really good i don't know yeah. man i like this film a lot i thought i was gonna hate it i put it on there because it was a lovey-dovey movie and i like zoe de chanel and joseph gordon levitt so i was like oh yeah you know me and zach can watch this dude this is a phenomenal choice that i picked on a whim i was thinking about valentine's day movies and i was like 500 days of summer that sounds like a movie i googled it and i was like i'll watch this <laughs> so uh, so the, this was also your first time viewing it as well yes yes okay like hey guys for the most part I have a lot of notes, so I get to speak a lot more. <laughs> I got a decent amount of notes, too, but Zach, like, outshined me on this one. I lo- oh, and before You wrote at the top, my- I have a lot of notes. I was like, that can't be that many notes. I just looked down at your notes. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> and b- before we get into going off topic, um, surprisingly, our, our Be My Cat video broke 100 views. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much, guys. I don't know how it happened. I, wa- I, I saw the analytics. A lot of people in the Nether- in the Netherlands watch the video at, at a random point. It might have come spiked. out over, like the movie might have come out over there, or it might have like a cult hit over there, or he might have shared it or went to a convention or something. Uh, Adrian Tom, oh my god, Tufay. Tufay. Yeah. Because legit, like last episode, we said, oh, it's at forty three views. Yeah, and well, then, that's cool. <laughs> and then I, I checked it over the weekend. Oh, seventy three. Check it again. A hundred and nine. Yeah, no, we will thank you guys so much. We will take that into consideration and cover another one of his films when he makes more. Or maybe we'll go to his um, attraction he, that he's... He, he posted up on Twitter the other day. Maybe it was a joke, maybe it wasn't, but I want it to be real. Where uh, he, It's like a tourist attraction where we can go get chloroformed and kidnapped by him. And I was okay. like, that's fucking funny. Okay, <laughs> okay, okay. Well, the chloroform part is not going to happen, but the kidnapping is a possible part. I'll get chloroform as long as he can catch me. I'm a big boy. <laughs> well, no, he, he, he's supposed to do it on a random day where you don't know. Well, I mean, you you go there, obviously. He, he's, well, it could be in your sleep. It could be... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, just he's going to just text you, leave your door unlocked for uh, for the night. No reason. <laughs> uh, okay, oh, guys, Um, getting back into 500 Days of Summer... Uh, we, we just wanted to bring that up, one, to say thank you, and two, if the attraction is real, we might take a nice little flight to, the, like, what's Romania, and um, hopefully meet uh, uh, Adrian Tofe, That'd be and, maybe t- and, and maybe, <laughs> maybe just pick his brain a bit as well. Yeah, maybe we'll get to interview him. <laughs> Alright, guys, so um, I'm going to read off the, the notes for 500 Days. Sure. Uh, this film is presented as a non-linear narrative. Each scene is introduced using a title card showing which of the 500 days it is. Co-writer for the film, Scott Nizina, admitted the film was... <laughs> Newstrander, maybe? <laughs> Newstrander was, was based on a real romance Newstrander had. 
Uh, Nutrition explains that when he met the real girl who inspired the character of Summer as a student at the London School of Economics in 2002, he was rebounding from a bad breakup back home and promptly fell uh, crazily, madly, hopelessly in love with this girl who returned his kisses but not his uh, um, adore. Excuse me. Um, ending of the relationship was painful and unforgettable, unforgettably awful, which prompted him to co-write the film with Michael H. Weber, and, and when Nazader uh, later showed the script to Summer's real-life counterpart, she said she related more to Tom's character. Um, Weber also stated that we've all been in the trenches of love, we've all gone through the highs and lows, so Scott and I felt that the only way to tell the story was to come at it was to come at it from a completely real place. It was pretty interesting for us because Scott was going through a breakup and I was in a long-term relationship, so we each brought a totally opposite perspective, living and not living, and I think that tensions helped bring out more of the comedy. That's awesome. Yeah, I think I read like just well, like two paragraphs there. I don't know, probably. Okay. Um, describe the film as more of a coming of age. We have a different conclusion. Did you get to that one? Uh, I did not read that one. No. Okay. Cool. So, <clears throat> director Mark Webb has described the film as more of a coming of age story as opposed to a rom com. Facts. He stated we arrived at a different conclusion for one thing. Plus, most romantic comedies are more loyal to a formula than emotional truth. To it's about happiness and learning that you'll find uh, you'll find it within yourself rather than in the big blue eyes of a girl in a cubicle down the hall. I wanted to make an mm-hmm. under, an unsentimental movie and an uncynical movie. In my mind, I wanted it to be something you could dance to. That's why we put the parentheses in the title. It's like a pop song in a movie form. It's not a big film. It's not about war or poverty. It's about 500 days and a young guy's relationship, but it's nothing it's no less deserving of scrutiny. When your heart is first broken, it consumes you and it's an emotion it's an emotion I wanted to make a movie about. He said before I forgot how it felt. Uh, Webb also stated that Do- Zoe Deschanel's character was based off uh, is based on a stock character type. Yes, Summer is an immature view of a woman. She's Tom's view of a woman, essentially. Uh, he doesn't see her as complex. He, he doesn't see her complexity, and the consequence uh, for him is heartbreak when uh, she's like, "I don't want anything serious." Uh, Paul Schmidt, like uh, the stock character type that's not mentioned is the manic pixie girl. That's a character type. Yep. Manic Pixie. Yes. I want to look that up. That sounds fun. Do you want me to pick up then while you're doing that? Uh, That's two seconds. Manic Pixie type. All right. Basically, (laughs) elf. (laughs) Uh, Where was I? I'm I'm kind of surprised it didn't didn't list that. Uh, You were at... Yeah, yeah. in in Tom's Tom's eyes, eyes, Summer is perfection, but her perfection has no depth. Summer's not a girl. She's a phase. It's not a phase, Mom. It's a lifestyle. <laughs> Being into Zoe Deschanel is a lifestyle. <laughs> it is to some people, not us. We like her, but we're not weird. Sometimes. Uh. <laughs> Joseph Gordon-Levitt explained that he was drawn to the role of Tom because of his ability, his relatability to the character. He said, "I've had my heart broken before, truly, truly broken. But when I look back at um, me and my heart broken face, it's pretty hilarious because it felt so much more extreme than it really was." One of the things I love about 500 Days of Summer is that it doesn't make light of what we go through in romances, but it is honest about what it is and shows what it is, you know, all about, which is profoundly just funny. Yeah. 
at least people can like see the 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 humor in the situation at hand, you know. Yeah, I'm gonna do this to save the fucking mental strain. One moment. Do do do. Uh. There we go. Double space. And I can read everything. I was getting stuck. Uh, do, do you want to read the manic pixie definition if it's there? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, manic pixie. A manic pixie dream girl is a stock character in films. Oh yeah, it's got a whole thing. Um, film critic Nathan Rabin, who coined the term uh, for Kirsten Dunst's character in Elizabethtown, said that the MPDG exists solely in the fevered imaginations of sensitive writer-directors to teach broodingly soulful young men to embrace life and its infinite mysteries and adventures. Yep. Uh, manic pixie dream girls are said to help their men without pursuing their own happiness, and such characters never grow up. Thus, their men never grow up. Well, that makes sense. I'm not going to yeah. read the rest of this because, um, not good. The rest of this article, I'm just going to send Zach in Discord, and uh, you can you can tell me. <laughs> um, I want to see your reaction to this because, uh, yeah, for anyone who doesn't know what I'm talking about, go to um, uh, Wikipedia and type in the uh, magic pixie oh. dream girl. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a that's. I mean, it's oh not, no, it's not that bad in retrospect because it's an archetype of characters Man. that we use in movies. But like, it, it's kind of bad reading it out loud, so I'm not gonna do it. But for everyone oh, who wants hey, to know, go check. Hey, it well, out. this is like a TikTok trend. Um, we want to see your reaction before and after googling the manic pixie dream girl. Yeah, just read the, the read the second paragraph and then let us know uh, what you think. Yeah, no, but that's not good. But before we get off on more tangents, hop back into yes. the... Um, David uh, N.G. of the Los Angeles Times describes architecture as a... Um, uh, what, is that architecture? Yeah, as a star of the film. As the star of the film, Tom is seen reading The Architect of Happiness. The film was... You didn't um, even try. <laughs> Alan um, de Bouton. Um, uh, Alan de Bouton. Bouton. <laughs> Bouton. The Architect of Happiness. The film was a, was originally set in San Francisco. I thought it was, was in New York. But was later moved to Los Angeles. And the script rewritten to make it better use of location buildings. I uh, use included the Los Angeles Music Center. Which includes the Dorothy Chandler Pavilion. And the towers of the California Plaza. Uh, the older fine arts building is featured in the film in a scene where Tom shows it to Summer. It mentions its design. Walker and Elson, and Elson right? No, Eason, uh, two of his favorite architects. Um, although he incorrectly gives the pattern, uh, the patterns names as Walker, as Walker, and Eason, like Christopher Hawthorne. Of Los Angeles Times. Oh, this is just talking about the architect of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, Los Angeles Times describes the film as having finely honed scenes of taste, to include the Brad uh, the Brad uh, the Bradbury Building where Tom goes for job inter for his job interview. <sighs> Do you want to pick up? It's more just architect. Yeah. Stuff. So. Um, yeah, Tom's favorite spot in L.A. was shot at the Angel's Knoll, which is a popular tourist attraction after the film's release since 2013. It was closed off due to public, uh, due to state cutbacks. In the article about cinematography, uh, Dr. Chris Lubin-Beal suggests that the location of the Knoll mirrors Tom's view of the world. Uh, 
He argues that Tom only perceives the beauty of the buildings surrounding them and only acknowledges the parking lot when Summer points it out to him. That's kind of depressing. He states Tom is also unable to see beyond this expectation of hopeless romance. Costume designer um, Hope Hannafin has revealed through interviews that Mark Webber insisted on the color blue being worn exclusively by Summer. He based his decision on Zoe Deschanel's eye color, but as Hannafin disclosed, it works on a subconscious level as well, attracting attention at all times, which is facts. Uh, the only scene to break this rule is in the Hall and Oates dance sequence when many of the extras appear in blue. The point of that was to show that after his morning glow, Tom's whole world is a reflection of summer. Makes sense. The costumes yep. are a mixture of vintage and fast fashion with the emphasis on staying realistic to what the characters could afford. Summer's wardrobe is refreshing and stylish without anything trying, uh, tying it to the years around the film's release, which makes it aesthetically, aesthetics a timeless quality. All right, so now please let Zach read this part. <laughs> yep. So yeah, so this part's I want this this dates this film hard. This this one paragraph dates it incredibly hard. To help promote this film, Gordon Love and Deschanel starred in the debut episode of Microsoft Zune. Uh, what? Just look up a Zune, man. That's like an old MP3 player, I think. Oh, I thought it was like a TV show or something. I was like, what the nope. fuck? And the Mean Magazine Cinema Mash series. In the episode, they mashed a character from the Sid and Nancy story elements of the 500 Days of Summer. Sid and Nancy, I think that was referenced to the Smiths as well. Yeah, they say Sid and Nancy once or twice in the movie. But yeah, like, I, I want to read this because like, that, that legit dates it. So the Microsoft Zune, I will just type in Zune. I know and what a Zune is. It's like a like an, an iPod, essentially, right? Yeah, it's 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 the it's a Microsoft take on what Apple was doing. Oh yeah, this is legit. It, it was released in September of twenty uh, of two thousand nine on the fifteenth, and this film was released. Um, this film was in two thousand nine too. I know, it, it was released a month be before it was released. Oh, the the video? Yeah, no, no, no. So those, so the, the movie came out a month before the Zune came out. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So it, 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 this, this is weird, like, cause I, I it legit dates the, like that whole entire paragraph just dates it hard. <laughs> I mean, of course. <laughs> um. Then also, so now getting back into it, so Mark Webb created a music video as a uh, companion piece to the film titled The Bank Heist. It featured Deschanel and Gordon Lovett dancing to Why Do You Let Me Stay Here, a song by Deschanel's folk group, She and Him. Webb remarked, um, when we didn't include Zoe in the dance sequence in 500 Days, she was a little heartbroken. I felt like I needed a remedy that the the film made its debut at the 25th annual Sundance Film Festival, another film to get appeared there. It proved a huge success and received a standing ovation from festival crowds upon seeing. Nice. In Europe, uh, 500 Days of Summer premiered in Switzerland as the opening film on the si on the 62nd uh, La, La Corona wait, what uh, La Corona uh, Film Festival. La Corona. Uh, film independently, it was picked up by distributing by the by the uh, distributioner of uh, Fox Searchlight Pictures, and opened in the United States and Canada on July seventeenth, two thousand nine, 
later expanding to a wide release on August 7, 2009. It was later also released on September 2, 2009 in Ireland and the United Kingdom and opened in Australia on September 17, 2009. Uh, a side note, um... There, this was listed on IMDb. Um, there is debate about did um, Tom's last conversation with Summer actually happen? Which conversation? Uh, oh, the one the where very she's last the park one. bench one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The um, very last conversation. It would. It it didn't make a lot of sense, really. I mean, if she's still living in LA, yes, it makes sense. But if her and her husband moved somewhere else, or like, it just seems like why would she go there? Just, oh, just because Tom likes that? I, I understand what if it was an imagination or not, well, but I could also see the emphasis on it's a movie. Who cares? <laughs> well, 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 here it is. There's an answer to it. Oh, there is a legit it, answer. Okay, I thought it was like... Yeah, that, that, that's why That's why I brought it up to begin uh, with. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. It, it suggests in the, audio, in the audio commentary that it is indeed fictional. However, mm. there seems to be some debate amongst the, the director and screenwriter where where or not it is it is up to the individual viewer's perspective what do you think zachary i i would like to think it's real because like i like closure to some things for sure and i and having that be like an imagination kind of makes tom more manic and more psychotic. In I mean, a way. It, it, there is a part of it that is closure for Tom, though. Tom's basically sitting there, going, "Okay, you know, I'm going to my interview. I'm, you know, doing what I want. This is my dream now. I'm an architect, or at least I'm going to be one. And my brain just needs mental closure and to move on from this relationship that plagued me for a year and a half. So, you know, I want to, you know, get what's going. And I, and I, I thought it was, you know, I mean, it makes sense. A lot of people have mental conversations with other people to like get closure, so it's like, I don't know. With like with this film, like it, it did like one. It made me realize a lot of flaws that I've I've had in past relationships. It has. Oh, no, I totally it, get you. Yeah. It, it it has helped me realize that, and I have done my own form of mental closure on on certain things. I mean, to be fair, what happened to you was a little bit different than what happened to Tom, but I totally understand what you mean. But no, like yeah, I just. I, I just like I th- this thing like legit I that's why like I more or less side with Tom a lot in this film there is a lot to th- th- that's the thing like I said at the beginning there's a side to each story I can understand both perspectives I agree with Tom a little bit more because dude Zoe was letting him Zoe was leading him on a lot but also like, like yeah she did know, give him like the solid yeah, facts of like she, I'm not really it, into something she made it very clear like it, after 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 they played a married couple in IKEA, I don't want anything serious. Then after that scene happens, they have sex. They go, they they yeah they 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 have sex, which is casual. That's a casual fling situation. It's I can understand that, but then it keeps going. Like, like if she she should have made it clear from the jump. Okay, let's let's have this be like a friends with benefits type situation. Mm-hmm. But she didn't really make that fully clear. No, she did not. Um, okay, now we're on to the plot, All you gotta do is communicate, man. Communicate with your significant other. We're we're, we're up to the plot now. Yes, guys, (sighs) we took us a good chunk of time to get here, and we're at, like, the half-hour mark of this podcast. Ooh. Uh, the film is presented, of course, uh, as stated before, in a nonlinear narrative jumping between various days within the 500 days of Todd's and Summer's relationship. Tom and Tom. Tom Tom and Summer's (laughs) relationship. (laughs) <laughs> uh, there is an on-screen timer showing the day, 
uh, the days that is following on this plot. Uh, so uh, pretty much this whole entire thing is going to go in order on how uh, things went and so and so on and for so on and so forth. I'll read the first two. You read the next two. Then we'll go from Sounds there. Good. On January eighth, Tom Hansen meets Summer Flynn, his boss's new assistant. Tom is trained as an architect, but works as a writer at a greeting card company. I would rather blow my head off than work for greeting cards. <laughs> um, yeah, he works at a greeting card company in Los Angeles. After discovering they have a similar taste in music, they have a conversation about the love uh, about love at karaoke night. Tom oh, yeah. believes in it, but Summer does not. <clears throat> Uh, yeah, sure. Someone does not believe in love. Um, Tom finds a t- Tom's friend and coworker Mackenzie drunkenly reveals that Tom likes Summer. Oh, I would hate Tom... that. I would kill somebody. I'd be oh, like, I know you fucking outing me right now, bro. Can you not? <laughs> um, the Tom likes Summer, which Tom assists. Uh, asset Asserts. is only as a friend. Uh, some uh, something Summer agrees with. A few days later, Summer kisses Tom in the office. During yeah, the next, it's not a kiss. It's a full-on makeout session in the copy room. During the next few months, Summer and Ta- Tom grow closer. Tom shows Summer his favorite spot in the city, a park bench, which is that is that the Angels Knolls, which is like that nice little park. Which I, I like to visit that park, to be honest. At some point, yeah, it'd be nice. So I, I um, plan on going to LA before I have kids. So you know, next um, two years, three years or so. <laughs> yeah, uh, park bench. Which overlooked a number of buildings he likes, though the view is somewhat um, spoiled by parking lots. After several months of dating, both Tom's friend and his preteen half sister Rachel uh, push him. <laughs> Chloe Grace qu- Moretz, baby. <laughs> push, She's the uh, best. She's one of the best characters in this entire film. <laughs> uh, half sister Rachel, uh, Rachel, uh, push him to question Summer where they are in their relationship. Though Summer brushes this off, saying that it should not matter if they're both happy. That's, I mean, there's a part of that which is true. And that's a nice little callback line, too, to um, uh, what Rachel's, what uh, Tom said at the beginning, when they were having pancakes, right before the end. Technically at the beginning, though. Yeah. Yeah, it was nice. Um, one night, Tom gets into a fight with a man who tries to pick up Summer in a bar, which causes their first argument. They make up, and Summer uh, concedes... Right? Is that concedes? Um, they they make up in summer. Yeah, concedes. Concedes. Tom's uh, uh, uh deserves some uh, some certainty, but that is his demand. That is his demand, and she promises to always feel the same way about him. Would be impossible for anyone to make. Which is true. And oh yeah, it is. A bun- like you, you, you can't just like promise somebody that you're not just gonna wake up and be like, "Hey, man, this isn't like you know, this isn't working out." Uh, wh- wh- you can't wh- promise that. What are you that tapping kind of away at? I'm um, playing a video game. Not- <laughs> <laughs> what, man? <laughs> I'm tapping away at my computer doing computer shit. Nah, I'm uh, playing playing a game while we do this. I had to do something. Um. Did you finish up what you were talking about? Yeah. Oh no, I wanted to make sure. I didn't want to interrupt you and just no, continue. No. Uh, okay. So um <laughs> uh, because th- th- this gets brought up in both our notes. Um, 
I I didn't like Summer's full reaction to the bar fight scene. I think it was a little bullshit, but I understand what she means. Like, you didn't have to cause unnecessary drama. She was but handling also, it. Like, but also, he's standing up for himself. In a he, way, he, yes. He, he, but... he pretty much gets called a bitch halfway to Sunday. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Like, really? He, 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 that's pretty much it. He gets called a bitch halfway to Sunday. Really? This guy? Uh, yes, this guy. <laughs> uh, do you want to pick up now? Because it's your turn to read. <laughs> For sure, dude. Uh, on day 290... Um, yeah. On day 290, they're hanging out in a cafe, and Tom wants to go back to Summer's place, but she insists on seeing The Graduate after weeping uh, during the ending. Weeping during the ending of The Graduate? What's The Graduate? Uh- uh, the the graduate is that uh, it's 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 the movie where the famous scene of Miss um, Robson. I think you're trying to seduce me. Comes I've from. never seen that movie. It's 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 a good movie. Um, to to kind of like to to describe the ending. Um, uh, so um, Al Al Pacino's character. I think it's Al Pacino. No, it's a young Al Pacino. I think. Yes. So yeah. so, so Al Pacino's character is is pursuing this girl and uh she's about to get married but he interrupts the wedding he takes yeah, her I love that <laughs> he, he, he pretty much takes her and they and they go off together but they're on a bus and because like th- this is how that this scene was shot um it, they look happy and they're and they're smiling but mm-hmm. um the director did not tell them that the camera was still rolling so their smiles slowly fade away well, that's awesome. Leads, I love it when that happens. <laughs> so, 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 which leads an open-ended um, ending of, did they make the right decision on what they wanted to do? Or was it more like an impulse thing? Yes. I like that a lot. That's really cool. So, hence why she's weeping, because I think she probably relates that to her and Tom's relationship. Yeah, which is mad depressing. I was like, oh, man. When I saw her crying during the movie, I was like, what movie is this? Like, it seems very depressing. And then, you know, now I know it's The Graduate. Maybe we'll check that out at some point. Oh, it's 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 a good movie. I I've seen I've seen bits and pieces of it. Um, and you obviously yeah. know about the Al Pacino smiling situation, so. Well, because that that's been in every single top ten movie list I've seen on YouTube. Oh, I haven't seen it. Uh, okay, so All right, back on with it. So, which surprises Tom, as he'd always thought it was a romantic fairy tale. I guess The Graduate. Uh, they visit yes. a record store, but Summer is distracted and appears to have lost interest in Tom and kisses him goodnight. And Tom tempts her with an offer to make pancakes, uh, to, not to make pancakes, um, to, to offer pancakes at a diner where Summer casually announces that the relationship hasn't been working and breaks up with Tom while also waiting for the food to arrive. Tom is horrified and begins to sink into depression. Okay, um, one, um, never fucking do that to someone when you, like, when you never break up at a restaurant when to the be food's fair, coming. She, uh, he did insist on taking her to get pancakes instead of them, like, oh, see you later. She was like, he was like, you know what? Let's get pancakes. Not, I, I, like... I agree. <laughs> but the food's coming and you're just going to have like legit awkward silence for the rest of the time. That's why uh, JDL gets up and walks away. He's just like, fuck this. <laughs> Which is, I, I, I completely agree with. And I, I, I understand. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah. So continue on next paragraph for you. Uh, Summer quits her job at the greeting card company. Tom's boss moves uh, him to consul- uh, to consul- Consolation's apartment as his depression is making him unsuitable for the happier events. Tom goes on a blind date 
Um, with, a, with a woman named Allison. The date does not go well as he spends time complaining about Summer with an exasperated Allison, ending up taking Summer's side. Months later, Tom attends co-worker Millie's wedding and tries to avoid Summer on the train, but she spots him and invites him for coffee. They have a good time at the wedding, dance together, and Summer catches the bouquet. She invites Tom to a party at her apartment and falls asleep on Tom's shoulder on the train ride back. He attends the party hoping to rekindle their relationship, but barely gets to talk to Summer and spends most of the night drinking alone until he spots her engagement ring. Tom leaves close to tears. He enters a deep depression, only giving his apartment, only giving his apartment, only leaving his apartment for alcohol and junk food. Yo, me. Yeah. <laughs> after a few days, he returns to work with a hangover, and after an emotional outburst, yelling at Naruto, he quits his job. <laughs> Rachel, Rachel, after yelling at Col Phil Colson and uh, Naruto, <laughs> Naruto Uzumaki, uh, Rachel tells Tom that she does not believe Summer was the one and that his depression is being worsened by the fact that he's only projecting his happiest memories. He makes an effort to go deep into thought, and he's finally able to see the moments of incompatibilities and signs of the differences he overlooked, like the uh, some of the music stuff, some of the hands, her knobby knees. <laughs> I hate her knobby knees. I hate her crooked teeth. The cockroach. <laughs> Which I think that's an actual birthmark for her, I wouldn't right? be surprised if it is. I don't know 100%, but I wouldn't be surprised. Courtney's got uh, a weird birthmark. Uh, one day, he suddenly uh, finds the energy to get out of bed and redirects uh, and, and, and re... Dedicates. Dedicates, th thank you, himself to archety uh, architecture, something Summer had pressured him to do. He makes a list of firms he wants to work for, assemble a portfolio, and goes to job interviews. On day 488, Summer is waiting for Tom at his favorite spot in the city, and they talk. He informs her that he left the office and notes that she got married, um, which he admits he doesn't understand since she never wanted to be someone's girlfriend. Exactly, and I have I have problems oh, with that, but same. we'll get to same. it once we finish the plot. And uh, same, she does have a good explanation. I'm not saying there's no like, oh man, she needs to explain oh, herself. I have it. I I have that scene word from word listed as the most painful set of lines exactly, I've ever dude. heard. Oh, man. I wrote it down in the back, too. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> uh, Summer says she got married because she felt unsure about... She felt sure about her husband, something she wasn't with Tom. That mm. hurt me a lot. Yeah. Um, when Tom uh, asserts that he was wrong about true love existing, she counters that he was actually right about it. He was just wrong about it being with her. Yeah, because she basically goes... What if I didn't go to that diner to eat that day? What if I wasn't reading that book? What if I decided not to leave the house that day? She's like, things happen. Like, fate is somewhat of a thing. Like, you know, never say never, which I oh, love yeah. a lot. Uh, Summer puts her hand on Tom, which th that pissed me off a bit. And yeah, she I was is, like, mm. she is glad to see he's doing well. As she leaves, Tom tells her he really hopes she is happy. Twelve days later, on Wednesday, May 23rd, Tom attends a job interview and meets a girl who is also applying for the same job. He finds that he shares his favorite spot and dislikes for the parking lots as he is entering the interview. He invites her to, he invites her to coffee afterwards. She politely declines. Then, but then like a half second mind. later, she's like, ah, you know what? Sure. <laughs> and guys, her name is fucking Autumn. <laughs> I, I, in my notes, I wrote that was cringy. Not because the uh, name Autumn is bad. The name Autumn is great. It's just, really? Autumn? Now, because <laughs> I have the lengthy ones, do you want me to go first or do you want to go first? Uh, I'll go first because mine are quick. 
right. So, um... Starting off with the mid-movie notes. Better than arrow. Uh, opening yeah. narration sounds like Keith David. Don't think it is, though. Opening thong, Opening song is Happy Sad. Yeah. I forgot what the opening song was. Um, Chloe Grace Moretz is a baby. No! <laughs> so, so, so all those, um, all those, like, uh, like, films for, from, like, from, like, them as kids, that's all just, like, fake footage. That's all just actors and shit. I assumed. So, yeah. Not everybody's able to get some of that footage, especially with cameras that are like used like nowadays. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yo, Thomas is a straight up whiny baby. <laughs> yeah. This is before we see what the relationship is like. He's just whining about a girl, and I'm like, that's not a hot look, my dude. Uh, I'm sorry, but but opening on him breaking plates that was is fucking a funny. Fucking He's just, mood. Psh, psh. It opens on Chloe Grace Moretz biking over, and I'm like, who the fuck is this little girl? Like, what is this? And then just breaking plates and i'm like what the fuck it, it, it's it, it's very seamless he, he he reaches back grabs reaches back grabs so seamless there was a um when uh chloe grace moretz tells him to not um he's like all right put the plate down i really thought he was just gonna slam one more and then walk away oh same just, i would have done that all right um, my next note, contradictory to what I said about being a whiny baby, I said, you know what, Zoe Deschanel is really adorable. I'd be a whiny baby too if she broke up with me. <laughs> I, 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 I think we all would. <laughs> I'd be like, come on, Mian, come on. <laughs> um, I like the random sliding timelines. It's kind of cool that you get to see the relationship in bits from different perspectives. I kind of like yes. that a lot. It has like its own, uh, like style to it that not a lot of movies dare to do you know um where's my next note at uh clark uh, greg colson yeah, Cl clark greg has a two nice has a nut has a nice a sad has two nice <laughs> has, has two, two nice, nice a sad face two nice i think it's sad just came up he has too nice a face for this role because he's probably gonna be a dick because he was the boss turns out not a dick low-key dope boss so yes. you know three cheers for dope bosses you know <laughs> you don't always get them in movies but when you get them it's like nice they're not actually pieces yeah. of shit because I, I thought I, he, he was gonna get reamed out when he was like making these depressing things i i, I, was like, oh, I love how i love how <laughs> we went from a, a a terrible boss movie to this oh yeah right we went from office space to oh man these are actually like quite good yeah, <laughs> I, I like that about us. We always have like a uh, a, a different type of you know situation for each movie with each like character. I like yeah. it. We, we try not to do too much for uh, too much of the same stuff, except for you know the Godzilla stuff we're gonna cover. <laughs> and then also we have like our our, our holiday stuff that we do. Yeah, but that, that's different though. Yeah. Uh, that's why if you look at the list now, it's all like weird shit that doesn't coincide with each other and you'll yeah. see that later on in the episode in the uh, episodes to come um why is she so lucky maybe it's because she's adorable there's a whole thing where the narrator's explaining that like um when she worked at a job it was like super financially successful because of her and uh, there's a bunch of other shit that just goes you know she's the best don't think mm -hmm. about it <laughs> yeah and i'm like I'm, go I'm gonna think about it what do you mean <laughs> Um, where we maybe the internal monologue is Thomas, but old. Not nah, um. Uh, I th it's 
uh, there's a lot of questions about that. Either it's old old man Thomas or the voice of God. <laughs> I like it if it's voice of God, but it would have been Morgan Freeman at the time. Um, oh, true. I said I like. Uh, I think we're all Joseph Gordon-Levitt in this film. Um, oh <laughs> yes, I I I have a note specifically about. I think I know what scene you're talking about. Uh, anal girl, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I wish they brought that up more. Um, I wrote down maybe he's a serial killer. I don't know who the fuck I was talking about, whether it was Joseph Gordon-Levitt or not. But I don't know why I wrote that. Maybe he's a serial killer. Note. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe it was Mackenzie. Maybe it was Mackenzie. <laughs> I don't know. I wrote down maybe he was a serial killer for some reason. So it has to, you know, my brain doesn't always work in in sense. But I don't know. Uh, can you believe that shit? Don't know. I know that, that was a direct. Oh, oh quote. no. Okay, th- th- that was th- th- that was when, um. Uh, he asked her about, about about her weekend. Oh yeah, can, can you believe that shit? Good. She said it was good. <laughs> uh, he's jumping to so many conclusions. This man's who are these dudes? Hey, means lesbian. <laughs> this scene, yeah. like, I legit that that, that whole entire conversation. I can see having that's the, with that's my the toxic friends. masculinity thing too. Well, exactly. Also, You're having it with your boys. Yeah. With your boys, it's not so bad. I mean, it is. Don't call people lesbians if they're not. But you know what I mean. Like, goddamn, dude, totally uncalled for and very not PC. Um, playing loud music in the office and no one hears it. That's a little fucked up. Like, er- like he's just playing his music louder and louder as she walks away and no one else is listening. I would have been like, yo, Tom, turn that shit down. <laughs> no one wants to hear your shitty emo music. It's the Smiths. It's not emo, you buffoon. <laughs> um... Yo, Naruto is in this. She was talking to Zoe in the intro uh, to the before the karaoke jump cut. So yeah. I first noticed her. I was like, yo, shit, is that Naruto? It was. Um, Where are we at? Where are we at? Where are we at? Uh, this, this is not PC. 2009 was a hell of a year. Are you a lesbian? Like, that's not okay to ask people at work. Hello, HR. This is lesbian speaking. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Oh, and uh, you got mad for me for stealing this line. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Santa Claus is a great line. Fuck you for stealing it, Zach. You'll okay, see why. So, um, for people who don't know, <laughs> like, the, the the line is, "It's love. It's not Santa Claus." That's when Zoe says she doesn't believe in love, and she's like, "It's love, not Santa Claus." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, it's a great fucking line." And uh, then you they scroll can... down. You're like, "Good damn it!" <laughs> yeah. Um, they can both sing. Love it when they abuse that in the movies, like when they have like the actors who actually know how to sing and dance, actually sing oh, and dance. Yeah, yeah. Um, what an asshole! Way to blow this spot. <laughs> way to blow up his spot, dude. It's where Mackenzie goes. He likes you, and, and then, then he, he shoves him into the cab. Goes get the yeah. fuck out. Um, that little oh man. <laughs> Uh, that little smile, uh, Zoe Deschanel has when she knows a little too much. I was like, damn, I'm just going to be simping over Zoe Deschanel this whole film. <laughs> He's like, okay, when I, I want 100%, like, I, I, Zoe Deschanel, when I was growing up, was my very first ever celebrity crush, because of, I think we um, talked about it during Elf. Yeah. Because <laughs> also, like, one, like, because she had, like, because, like, the blonde hair made her blue eyes just pop. I think that was the point. Because she's normally, uh, she's normally like a brunette, I think. Or, like, a dark brunette with, like, the blackish hair that she has in these movies. 
And like I, 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 I 100. We, 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 if we find more Zoe Chanel films, we, we will cover them. We are. Similar. They have a couple of them, but some of them aren't that good. Not trying to imagine. be an asshole, but there's a couple that are just like, I think Rock the Kibosh is one of them, and I was like, um, it was uh, it's it's Bill Murray and Zoe Deschanel, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? Is that one just of the um, the Wes Craven films? Maybe she plays like a punky um musician, and she has to go somewhere with. Um, oh shit! We, we, we can cover that film as well. Yeah, we'll cover it at some point. We'll just do a Zoe Deschanel podcast. Fuck the box office losers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, where are we at? Um, uh, I go, Tom, you fool. Yep. Um, when he just goes, we're just friends, and then that makeout scene is hilarious. Next question. What's a uh, next? Next question. Next uh, note. What's a hum job? A hum job. I need to know, Zachary. Look it up uh, while I go on to my notes. What's a hum job? Uh, day two eight two. She's not having it, doggy dog. Don't play with the broken sinks. Um, no sex in IKEA, please. Imagine being a worker and seeing this. I'd be like, ahem, no. <laughs> um, what's well, a hum job, my dude? <laughs> Hold on. Okay, the practice of your partner taking the whole of your scrotum in their mouth. <laughs> And then, humming. Yes, humming. Like a thus vibrating the, ball sack. What yes. The thus, the, thus, the, the, thus, the sensation is overwhelming and climax occurs almost immediately. I need to try this. <laughs> if it's and all then, then, then also, um, here is it used in a, um, a sentence. Uh, come on, love, suck me balls. <laughs> We've done everything, and we've only been married six months. Give me a hum job. <laughs> what the fuck? Okay, sorry, view uh, listeners who aren't over eighteen. You just now know what a hum job is. You know what? This, I, I <laughs> every welcome. single episode, I have to list on YouTube as explicit. <laughs> I do that all the time on uh, Anchor as well. I'm just like, just in case, explicit. Because, oh, because, dude. because we curse every episode. Well, yeah. Dude, um, my, my buddy uh, Alex, who uh, hosts Farthest Galaxy with me, hashtag shameless plug, um, he listened to the JoJo Rabbit episode, and he said I would make a good uh, anime or voice acting Nazi, and I was like, thank you? <laughs> he's like, he's like, it was really good for a stereotypical Nazi voice, and I was like, thank you. I was like, Zachary didn't like it, but every time he got mad at me, I just yelled louder. <laughs> So, thank you so much. I, I yell louder, but the thoughts <laughs> keep coming. <laughs> All right. Yeah, but no one answers. More of the notes. Not looking for anything serious. Makes out. Ikea family. Holding hands. Sex. I'm not a girl, but that seems like a big step for casual. It is. The sex, the sex isn't, but the other stuff is. Um, well, not making out. I mean, the two. I, I will say, I, I'm, I'm probably the only guy who is not a fan of casual sex. I'm not a fan of casual sex. I couldn't do it. I don't want to have sex with a random person. I, I, I don't like the thought of that. I would like to have, I would like just for sex to be between a, a, a nice, serious relationship. Exactly. Which is why I got my lady. Yeah, um, congratulations. I'm so lonely. <laughs> uh, JGL is all of us. First time we bang a lady, we like, and then we sing in songs. 
<laughs> to go back to I, I watched this film with my cat next to me. Hopefully they didn't bang your cat. I am I, I am so lonely. <laughs> like, hey, I watched I, this I film will, with my dog. She's chilling on the couch. I, I, I'm literally going to put a picture up here. Timestamp at, like, at, at at 52 minutes. Exactly. Zach and his cat. Yeah, my dog is sitting on the bed. Courtney's at work. Um, so I watched it by myself. I watched a rom-com by myself. Thinking about my boy Zach. Alright. Um, his face, dude. I don't know why. I think it was when he was smiling like an idiot. Um, Han Solo! Yeah. <laughs> just, just yelled Han Solo. Uh, dance number is hilarious. I felt the same way. Uh, not dancing, though. I was like, yeah, sweet, I did it! Um, thought they were in New York, but L.A. works, sure. Um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's like, I'd fuck a building. <laughs> I don't know why I wrote that. He's talking about architecture, and he's like, dude, architecture is the fucking tits. And I'm like, alright, guy. <laughs> After 109 days of being here, uh, she still ain't fully moved in. It's like she's gonna leave. I think that was part of um, the movie doing it on purpose. Like, she's not fully ready to commit to anything, so she hasn't unpacked all of her boxes yet. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah, okay, I can 100% agree with that. Yeah, at least, I don't know, I may be, like, over-interpreting, but that's what it looks like. Um, why is his sister a love guru? <laughs> um, here's the oof callback line. I'm happy, aren't you happy? Ugh. Fucking yeah. end me, bro. Cut my life into pieces. <laughs> um, still not answer he wanted though. Personally, I'd like to know. Even as the, f- besides me being in the shoes of Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Hunter the viewer would like to know. <laughs> we find out later. If anything, I, I I've been in the shoes more uh, of oh, Tom yeah. than anyone else. Yeah. Uh, where are we at? Um, uh, never fight in front of a woman. They don't like that shit. Uh, even if you're defending yourself, like. Um, your your honor or whatever. Just say fuck it. It's not worth it. But I wouldn't. I'd be like, sorry, court. I'm like, I'm not fighting this dude. This guy can go fuck himself. Yeah. Um, holding hands in IKEA. See, that's what I said. <laughs> when Joseph Gordon Levitt brings it up, uh, don't demand you're in a couple, but explain your feelings rationally instead of storming off like a baby. He goes, well, I say we're in a couple, and then he walks away, and I'm like, don't do that. Don't demand, don't just go up to a woman. I know you've been seeing her kind of for a bit, but don't like walk up and be like, we're in a relationship. Smoke grass, eat ass. Like, don't do that. That's not what you're supposed to do. Um, and then he just storms off. He has a little tantrum and storms off. And they're both like montage waiting by the telephone. And then Zoe Deschanel just shows up. Um, oh, I, I have some notes about that scene. Yeah. She's acting like you can't make life work. It's fair. It's like, oh, yeah. when she's explaining her past relationship, it's like, oh, what happened? It's like, life, life happened. I'm like, you can make it, you can make that work. Like, talk to people. I, I think it's also, again, through the perception of Joseph Gordon-Levitt and how they talked about how um, it's more of like his dream girl and his ideology and his idealistic woman. Like, you know, it, it's just, just talk to people. She, she never like talks. Um, oof, those pigtails in the park. She's looking good. Uh, penis game. Penis. This is where the penis game originates from. Really? I, I have a feeling this is where it comes from. Penis. I no. Penis. No. Penis. No. Say it, or I'm gonna I'm gonna delay the podcast until you say penis. 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 <laughs> v 
the giant when. I know, I want... <laughs> I said the same thing. Uh, he's half vampire, half giant, the giant. I was like, that's really fucking good. I, 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 I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look up to see if this is a real thing. It's not, it's not, but it's it fucking funny. Uh, boss ain't that bad, but he's still probably a bit of a dick. He's not. He's never a dick in the entire movie. I'm sorry, Phil Coulson. <laughs> God damn it, the fucking rock band. Of course. Wait, wait, wait. giant movie. <laughs> wait. There's a 12-minute short. <laughs> they probably made it because of the movie. Um, no, it came out in 2015. Oh, jeez. Um, where are we at? Uh, seeing Zach's notes from this point in the doc, Tom wasn't friend-zoned until after the bar fight. I may have some words about that later. <laughs> uh, Naruto yeah. again, next to JGL during the V-Day card meeting. <laughs> My Naruto spottings. <laughs> um, JGL ain't into scat, confirmed. She literally shit on my face. Literally? No, not literally. That's gross. <laughs> now he's being friend-zoned. Literally three notes later, I'm like, oh, I see Zach's point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Naruto presenting Pickles the cat. Pickles, yeah. Mega zoned. She ain't happy. She's getting married. What the fuck? It was like a hundred days later, maybe. What's going on? What happened to nothing serious? I, I for one would be furious. Apparently, if, <laughs> if, uh, going on by some people are saying like maybe she was, she had found someone. When yeah, uh, her during, and Tom were together, in a way? Well, no, during the wedding, um, she has an engagement ring on. Or during the party. Oh, that's right, yes. During yes. the party, she has the engagement ring on. Tom sees that and he storms off. But but then, but then also, but then at the wedding... During, it's revealed later that during the wedding, they were together, but she just wanted to dance with Tom. And I was yes. like, that's a little bit, you know... She, she, she sleeps on his shoulder. I'm like, that's a little bit much for someone who's like... You're not dating who you know is still obsessed with you. you. Don't lead him on like that, even if you weren't trying. Like you got to be careful with that kind of shit. Look how uh, look how whiny Tom was the entire movie. You're gonna fucking fuck him up. Yeah. Um, I went, wow, get served, dude. When she said, um, uh, you know, it just wasn't for you. It was. I was like, no, oh. I, I hold on. I, I have the line highlighted on mine. Hold on. Let like, me scroll me. down for you. It was, um. Uh, it pretty much goes, um, I just woke up one day and I knew, knew what, what I was never sure of with you. Dude, end my life. That end was, my life. That was so <laughs> painful. Oh, it was the absolute fucking worst, dude. Absolutely not a thank you. No, no, no. Oh, no. 100%. I know. <laughs> I know, no, dude. thank you. No, thank you, my dude. All right. And then, uh, last two notes. Maybe it was like a year after they split, but you know what I mean. And then, ew, Autumn. Not a bad name. Just cringe for the film. 500 days of Autumn when. <laughs> okay, so, guys, never up to my notes. This is probably what's going to take a majority of this final Dude, we're already at like an hour. <laughs> um, so, disclaimer once again, these notes are taken before I did more of a deep look into this film and truly understood that, and truly understood the meaning. Yes, Tom is an asshole in, in, in ways. Uh, for not reading the friend zone cues, but I think there are some things to point out about Summer. That's true. Uh, so I start off, the, the very first note is, I hope this is good. Um, Tom smashing plates is a mood. <laughs> <laughs> Facts. Uh, um, good breaking up over breakfast at dinner. Kill me. Oh yeah, pass. Um, y- you stole my friend. Ooh. 
Yeah, I just like because because hearing that because it was so like it was in slow motion, it was drawn. You're like, oh. But now we get into other Mother's Day. I'm in. Give me more details, Mackenzie. <laughs> oh, Other's Day? Hell yeah! <laughs> I love that one. I was like, that's and, nice. And um, my boy Colson. Yeah, Philly Colson, bro. Uh, Zoe Deschanel will always steal my heart. Fair. Uh, the double take is an understatement for her. That's when she was walking on the bus, and she goes, and the narrator goes, and everyone does a double take for her. I was like, facts, dude. <laughs> um. Oh God. Job at writing greeting cards. I would rather eat a. St- uh, I'd rather eat a fucking steel wall. <laughs> eat a steel wall. <laughs> well, he says it wasn't his dream job. He said he just wanted money. So, I know, like, but I still, get, like, but still. I know what you mean, though. Like, it's just, I'd rather die. <laughs> um, an anal girl. Yo, <laughs> I'm glad we had the same question reaction. mark exclamation point. Anal girl. <laughs> and then, uh, because oh, I, yeah, you and, know. Uh, I, I was like, okay, so pretty much. I was like, at that no. point, I think what we're like a half hour into the movie, and I said this. I swear, this movie makes me cry. Yeah, and then it did. Uh, Wii Sports. <laughs> yeah, that's when dude. they were playing tennis. Fucking Wii Sports, my guy. Uh, uh, so uh, Tom's little sister is right about the similar interest stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, means she's a lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, and Tom does the shit that I do when I see a goth girl. This is pretty much when he plays the, This is... Hear me out. Um, this is when he plays the Smiths as she is leaving. I do... I If I if I, I make sure I, I put my headphones up a little bit louder, and if I'm wearing a band t-shirt or any or, or any semblance of, like, a nerdy gra- graphic tee, I, I have that displayed. So, yeah. I know what you mean. You're just like, hey, hey, notice me. I like the stuff you like, too. <laughs> yeah, then, um, okay, another movie where the weird guy threatens to burn down an establishment. I think that's when Mackenzie threatened to burn down the bar. <laughs> oh, yeah, because they kick him out when he was, um, when he's getting drunk on, uh, yeah. doing the karaoke thing. Summer went from fuck love to, oh, ah, uh, ah, uh, shit, he's cute. He could sing. I think I love him. <laughs> she never says I love you to him. I know, but like, or even I, says like I love, like we only see him going. Oh, I love her, man. She's the best. Like we never see um, uh, her side of it, and I'm like, wow, that's a little fucked up. And uh, cause like I um, cause I I I brought this up when she's like fuck, look, cause like if you look at her, kind of like her her face when, when uh Tom sings at at karaoke night, you you, you can kind of see a spark forming for her. Oh, yeah, for sure. There's definitely moments where it's like, oh, yeah, they could be together. But then it's just like, you know. But also, she could just think he's hot and wants to bang. And then she does. But then, then like, they take it pretty far. And then so. jumping into Ikea, I would love to do this kind of shit with a girlfriend in Ikea. Doing, like, the married couple stuff. Honey, I think the sink's broken. Well, that's why we bought a house with two kitchens. That was really fucking um, funny. And then... <laughs> And it, 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 the exact moment, what the fuck? What, why do this marriage shit in Ikea? And you say, whoa, let's slow down. Let's not take it too seriously. <laughs> not looking for anything, but they have sex. Well, casual sex is casual sex. There's and then Han Solo. Han Solo! <laughs> uh, 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 okay, this is a song that plays through every man's head after they have, a good, after they have some good sex. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I love the transition from, like, he is happy in the elevator, 
and then it closes and opens up and it's depressed him. Dude, that's really good. That was a great I love transition. that transition. Mm-hmm. Uh, the echo on the word friends when she sends that email to him is haunting. Um, watching porn with a girl who wanted to take it slow. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I don't, I don't get this. I, I just don't get it, man. Neither do I, but it is what it is. Um, I'm beginning to think she's the villain here. She's playing with his heart and head. This note was taken before I knew what this movie truly was. Also, it's really before um, it's revealed that, like, more so what her feelings are. <laughs> yeah. Um, having, a, having a feeling that my above note might be m- m- might bite me in the ass soon. Kind of did. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, that's why I, I, I always backtrack some notes just in case. Uh, ah, the hair behind the ear trick. I love it. That's when Tom pushes her hair behind her ear. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Tom is looking at her like the world, and it's so sweet. I think that's when he that's when she invites... Um, Into the apartment? She, she, yeah. And he's like, oh, man, no one else gets I, to see this. Maybe um, she does like me. Oh, but I, there's a scene to note about this. Like when when the inner monologue was happening, I guess like from the narrator, it makes it think that Tom was not listening to her at all. Because oh, he goes, for sure. Like, <laughs> like there's that, but also you had to realize too. Like he he's just in awe of her. Mm-hmm. And then um, putting a label uh, is the kiss of death. Kind of feel that I I understand that as well. This is when. Um, at the soccer game, Tom's yep. talking to his sister, mm-hmm. and she is like, "Yeah, he's he had he had Brad Pitt's face and Jesus's abs." Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh, dope, dude. Uh, still waiting for me to cry. It'll get there. Uh, Tom, don't judge girls in front of Summer. That oh yeah, this was just before the bar fight. Uh, uh bar dude is getting me pissed. Bar dude got rocked. Oh no, Tom got rocked. <laughs> Immediate. I was like, nice, he got him. I was like, no, he didn't. <laughs> uh, Summer, why are you pissed at Tom? Defending himself in front of you. I, I get it, but Tom stood up for himself and you. Okay, I guess I was right. Uh, Summer kind of did become the villain, and she is playing with his head and heart. That's when I think that's kind of like building up to th- this set of notes. No, Tom, don't call her. Good boy. Tom. Uh, no, uh, th- th- don't play this innocent girl shit after you told him he was wrong for standing up for himself. Tom, please don't go back. Tom, no. No, Tommy. Thomas, no. No, Tom. No. <laughs> did you did you repeat what I said when you said a bad word during the J- the clerks episode? Zach. Zach, no. No, Zach. Zachary. No. <laughs> yeah. Um. No, they're going in the direction of uh, I. Oh, oh no, they're going in the direction on how. On how many you dated, Archer? Yeah, that's when she brings up the fucking guy with the big dick. Yeah, big dick energy. Puma got a hug. He does. Um, then the penis game. Penis game. Um, the giant. We need to see it if it's real. It's gotta be real. I mean, it's not, but I would love to see it. it, it it's sadly not real. <laughs> the giant uh, when. <laughs> Coulson. Uh, I I I kept calling Coulson the entire time because. I mean, it it is. It's Coulson. <laughs> uh, Coulson caring is nice. Roses are red. Violets are blue. Fuck you, whore. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. Don't call her a whore. 
<laughs> That's legit the fucking line, though. I know. <laughs> From greeting to cards to sympathy cards. Yup. <laughs> Yo, straight facts. And I said, oh, we're at the blind date act of every single breakup movie. Gotta love it, bro. It sucks seeing the guy's point of view of a breakup um, from from an outer body experience. It's like it, it's an outer body experience for me. Mm, you know, interesting. Uh, yes, Summer did not want a boyfriend, but making out, sex, and role playing in IKEA—you don't do that unless you want it to be serious. I mean, like I said, we we, we defend this. The casual sex is whatever, but everything else, a little sus. Yeah. Oh shit! She's on the train. Stay seated, Summer. No, leave him alone. Oh, no. Don't get feelings again, Tom. Don't. And then he does, because he's a fool. And then they... Did you realize that they put them at, at the kids' table? They did. They did indeed put them at the kids' table. I thought that was fucking funny. I was like, uh, it's served up. Uh, Tom, please don't try to kiss her. Please don't get feelings again, Tom. You're too good for her. Which is, like, half right and half wrong. Um... Tom, no, not again. No, no. Uh, yes, I'm not for Tom and Summer getting back together. She's kind of really hurt him badly. Uh, I, I love the expectations versus reality scene. That was that's probably a great, the, that's a great scene. It, it plays is. out almost the same for a little bit, and then you're like, oof. Uh, yes, the, the thought of wanting him to go back to her is sweet, but she is not good for him. The corner store and see the the, the 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 corner store scene speaks volumes. That's when he wakes up, gets the orange juice, the Jack Daniels, and a shit ton of Twinkies. <laughs> and I'm like, Every yes, Tom. <laughs> uh, Tom now has become the villain of his own story. One for wanting it to become, wanting for it to get back with her, and two for day drinking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, only the villains day drink. Remember that, kids. Uh, in a strong way, both Summer and Tom are bad. Summer for kind of leading Tom on. Yes, she had made it clear from the start she did not want anything serious, but she made out with him, role-played in Ikea, and other stuff. I, I kept bringing that up. Uh, well, your man scorned. Then, then Tom's still processing it when she's not ready. Okay. And then, okay, the hand pull away. Um, the, the, the pull away from the hand holding got me. I'm crying. Oh yeah, my that's god. That's fucked up, dude. When that happened, I was like, oh no. I was like, mm, nope. No, because I, I have. So, uh, in a relationship that I had in high school, um, I, kind of a similar thing, but it wasn't hand holding, it was a hug. <laughs> Oof. And she pulled away from the hug. And she kind of like, it was like, uh, so I kind of just like, Oof. My, my heart legit like just like dropped. You were like, ah! <laughs> uh, like right. that, uh, like that really did hurt me. Holy shit, yeah. Um, <laughs> remember, she didn't believe in love, but gets married after all that shit she put Tom through. Tom is speaking my language with how she never believed in love or labels, but gets married. And then it said, damn, these lines hurt. I will, I, do you want to read any part? I'll be summer. So, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you never wanted to be someone's girlfriend, but now you're someone's wife. Surprised me too. I hate you. No, no, no. <laughs> do it in your normal you voice. You knew what I was no. going to fucking do, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I'll read it in my normal voice. Uh, surprised me too. I don't think I'll ever understand that. I mean, it doesn't make sense. It just happened. But that's what I don't understand. What just happened? 
I just woke up one day and I knew. Knew what? What I never, what I was never sure of with you. That, <laughs> dude, that's the fucking knife in the heart right there, yeah. dude. That's the fucking rip my dick off and throw it down the river. Like, oh my god. <laughs> um, I said no. Oh. Don't hold his hand. Fuck you. Yeah, that was a little fucked up. And then okay, um, I I, I will I I, I want to I want your opinion. Oh my god. Do, do, okay, do, no, that's the review section. I was like, what the fuck? You wrote more. <laughs> um y- y- yes uh uh yes this girl is leagues better to go for a tom and that's autumn and then and uh so i know this soundtrack kicked ass it- it's a good soundtrack for another good film oh for sure yeah the soundtrack is fucking crazy i'm just gonna do that there we go there are a couple things that i wasn't really a fan of like i don't really like the smiths too much but overall solid ass soundtrack for this movie Oh god, another long one. We're adding this to the long category of podcast episodes that shouldn't have gone on for this long. But my notes. Well, it's not yeah. just your notes. We were in an hour before your notes happened. We actually have good riffing in this one, at least I think so. And then we talked about magic, Pix- uh, manic pixie girls, and other stuff. <clears throat> and then the uh, hum jobs. Hum jobs. Um, Five Hundred Days of Summer received positive reviews with critic with critics partially praising the screenplay that Joseph and Joseph Gordon Levitt's performance. On Rotten Tomatoes, the film is certified fresh and eighty five percent based on two hundred thirty reviews and an average rating of seven point five eight out of ten. The site's critical consensus reads: a clever offbeat romantic comedy. Five Hundred Days of Summer is refreshingly honest and utterly charming. At the website's year end Golden Tomato Awards, which honored the Best reviewed film 2009. This was placed the second in the romantic category. And on Metacritic, it's got a Metacritic, it's got a 76 out of 100. So Zachary, you gave it a little bit more than me. So what is you? You can give us the a good review. This is a fresh review from Kimberly Jones of the Austin Chronicles. 500 Days is a funny, seductive, and surprisingly honest dramatization of the ways we sonker ourselves into incompatible love straight up yep so um finding a heart finding a bad review was a little bit hard for this because it's so not I, really generally considered so, a bad movie so i found the harshest review that i can offer oh, on man videos. all right now i get to read that because i gave it just barely less than you um this is a certified rotten from deborah ross of the spectator this is a film which tries so hard to be fresh and different, it loses sight of the bigger picture. It's just some kind it's just kind of empty somehow. And rather beefs up the ROM and the heartache at expensive of the calm. I thought this movie was quite funny. There's a lot of scenes where I was like, eh, that's funny. <laughs> that's funny. I was just laughing my ass off. I can understand where they're coming from, but at the same time, I don't agree. Alright. Mm-hmm. Time to reveal our reviews. Yes. <laughs> I gave it nine perfectly adequate anal girls out of ten. You could have picked any better line. <laughs> nah, dude, that's the best. Okay, well, then I they gave... called me anal girl. <laughs> um, I gave this a nine point five. It's love, not Santa Claus, out of ten. Straight up. I guess yeah, so. Um, I, I I enjoyed this film. I was like I I was skeptical going in because once again, most rom coms and kind of chick flicky movies fall flat in a way mm-hmm. and kind of don't really like and not to sound like a very stereotypical way but they don't really grasp like a male's attention but like th- this film even going up by my notes it had me like every single like scene it had me I get that 
it's funny and it hits you in the heart and it's just like oh man can you give me like two seconds to breathe <laughs> like you can't you can't do this to me doggy dog so you know i genuinely like this movie i thought it was really good i'm surprised that i've never seen this before but i'm not really like a rom-com kind of guy i like horror comedies and i like um thrillers with love in them like i love suspenseful like murder love thrillers but i'm not like a big like rom-com kind of guy unless it's like a raunchy rom-com because who doesn't love a raunchy rom-com mm -hmm. like american pie or duff or something like that so i genuinely like this the performances were great zoe deschanel will always be fucking gorgeous so you know we'll have like she will have her spot here in like the box office loser <laughs> hall of fame hell I I'm I have ideas for don't do that but <laughs> I, I I I have like the year I, I I have an idea for uh the year episode that we do I will run that by you once we get done at it once we get out of here yeah for sure so Zachy boy do you want me to close the show or would you like to close the show uh, you can close it out all right thank you guys for listening you can follow us on Instagram at box office losers and Twitter at box office loser for up to date podcast basically the episodes. Um, don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, and share with a friend. But before we say goodbye, Zachary, where can we find you on the internet? You can find me literally everywhere at Dark Shadows. At Dark Shadows, Ake, I am contractually obligated to retweet this podcast now. Um, <laughs> uh, because, you know, Twitter just sucks, so I'm just contractually obligated to do so. Thanks a lot, Hunter. Um, no problem. But, uh, but, but you can also find me every Thursday on the Sports Hit List reviewing AEW on the AEW Injection, hosted by me, the Outlaw, and my co-host, Mr. No Days Off. Where can they find you, though, Hunter? You can find me at Scruffy Moose Man on 90% of the social media platforms. You can find me uh, every Wednesday morning at Android's Amazing Podcast, a comic book podcast I host with my co-worker at Android's Amazing Comics down in Sable, New York. You can also find me every Thursday at Farthest Galaxy, a Star Wars podcast with my buddy Alex. And if you like me and Alex on a Farthest Galaxy, you can follow us every other Tuesday for a gaming podcast called Pound That Button. I do too many podcasts and I fucking hate myself. And this week, uh, I was a guest. I had a guest appearance on the Dr. DC podcast where I talked about the main man Lobo. Go check out Dr. DC. They are phenomenal people. And the show was honestly super fun to do, so give them a shout out and tell them that you came from Box Office Losers if that is if you are so inclined. Thank you guys, and uh, that's all I got. All right then, uh, bye bye. Peace. It just happened. Right, but that's what I don't understand. What just happened? I just, I just woke up one day and I knew. Knew what? What I was never sure of with you.